hello there, fellow travelers, and welcome to the Unbroken Ground. So glad that you are listening today. Uh, if this is uh, your first time, welcome. If it's uh, not your first time, um, thank you for coming back. Very humbled that uh, anybody would come listen again. Um, and so uh, very excited about that. This is episode eight. My name is Paul. Um, I am usually the host, but uh, there's a couple of different things that I do. Again, this is episode eight, but there's actually 11 different things uh, that have been put out that you can uh, listen to. Um, so there's eight episodes where I get to talk a little bit about the Bible and who Jesus is and just a devotional thought for the week. And then there's also interviews that I do with my friends. I've done one with Chris uh, and one with Tyler. Uh, those are both available to listen to. And then uh, I get together with my friend Jim, and we kind of do a recap for the month, uh, talk about some of the podcast stuff, but also just talk about our uh, favorite news articles, uh, things like that. Uh, so yeah, so uh, hopefully um, if you're checking this out for the first time, you'll check out some of the other episodes. But again, I just thank you for uh, joining me today. Thank you for listening. If you continue to listen, for being a fan, if you're a fan, if you get any encouragement, that's my hope. I just hope that uh, you have some encouragement and who Jesus is and who Jesus wants you to be, um, and uh, that, that as you follow Jesus, uh, you travel down the road with me um, and uh, and hopefully get some encouragement and experience some challenge even uh, as, as you uh, find ways, new ways to be uh, a follower of Jesus, uh, find new inspiration, find new challenges, find new understandings um, with, with, our, with the episodes that we have. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the life of Joseph. Uh, this is uh, the third in the series of February uh, on the life of Joseph. Uh, the first one was about Joseph being in the pit, put there by his brothers. The second one was about Joseph uh, in Potiphar's house. Um, he was sold into slavery there and then falsely accused. That's kind of where the story ends um, as far as his with Potiphar's house. So he actually ends up in prison, right, for being falsely accused. Um, and so Joseph is now in prison. And so so that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, the title of the episode is If God Loved Me, Why Am I in Prison? Um, and I, it's really just going to focus a lot on um, what it means to be faithful to God uh, through every situation and every time. And uh, so we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about who... Uh, Joseph was uh, in prison, and we're going to talk about what that means to us uh, as followers of Jesus. So again, thank you for joining me. Uh, if you do have any encouragement from this, or if you enjoy it, uh, don't be shy. Uh, don't don't uh, hesitate to uh, tell a friend uh, to, to post about it on social media, to uh, send me an email. Again, the email you can send it to is theunbrokenground, all one word, theunbrokenground at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page that you can connect on. Um, and uh, you can also start a Podbean account, and from there you can be a fan, and you can leave comments as well. Um, lots of ways to get in contact with us. Uh, Instagram. Um, so yeah, uh, if you if you have any encouragement questions, uh, feel free to contact uh, the podcast, and uh, I will follow back up with you. Uh, so yeah, well, thank you for again for listening. Uh, sit back and relax uh, as we'll we'll spend the next twenty minutes or so talking about Joseph in prison. How do we determine 
what is good for us. Um, and and a similar question, and maybe um, more um, more specific to what we're talking about today, is how do we determine or how do we know if God's will for us is good? Um, and then our, how we um, understand that or how we live that out. Um, of course, uh, we'll continue to talk about the life of Joseph. Um, and as we do that, um, we're just talking about the different stages that he goes through. And of course, he started out in the pit with his brothers uh, wanting to kill him. And, and instead, they sell him to sla- slavery. He gets sold into Potiphar's house. Potiphar sees how good he is about managing things. And he says, hey, I'm just going to put you in charge of everything. Um, he was apparently this attractive young dude. And so Potiphar's wife was um, very attracted to him and, and wanted him to sleep with her. And and uh, and, sh- and he refused. Um, and so one day she snuck up on him, grabbed his uh, robe, his cloak, and he basically wiggled out of that and ran away. And so she used that to falsely accuse him, uh, that uh, take, took that to her husband Potiphar. And so Potiphar had Joseph thrown into prison. Um, so I think a valid question uh, that anybody would have, if, you, if you're Joseph especially, is, is what's going on? Um, today uh, in our society, I think that we see... Uh, success, we see um, comfort, we see ease as signs that um, that's what God wants us to do. We, we rarely uh, hear people say, yeah, I think God's calling me to be poor. I think God's calling me to um, go through some some really difficult places. Instead, most of the time we, we're like, oh yeah, I think God's calling me to a bigger, better place. I don't, I think God's calling me to, to, or to make more, to have more. Um, and, and that may be true. Um, that That's the interesting thing, I think, about uh, one of the interesting things about God's calling and, and how he speaks to us um, is that a lot of time it's very vague. Um, a lot of time it's not it's not a dream. Uh, you know, Joseph had a dream and that dream was that the his brothers and his mom and his dad were going to bow down to him. And yet... Um, Right after having that dream, and after having it twice, um, you know, you think that's going to be some pretty strong confirmation. Um, he ends up in a pit, and then he ends up sold into slavery, and then he ends up in prison. And so, if you're keeping score at home, um, as they say, like if you were looking at Joseph's life, Joseph was has this promise that he's going to be something uh, that that his brothers and, and his father and his mother are going to bow down to. Um, that's this dream that he's had, and he's able to interpret these dreams. And, and it was clear um, even to the brothers and the father what that might mean. Um, and so he has that. And so in the back of his mind, he, he's like, yeah, that's what I'm going to be. It's, it's, he's like, I know what I'm going to be. I know what I'm going to, what's going to happen when I grow up. And yet, here he is, he, he finds himself uh, sold into slavery. And so uh, after he's sold into slavery, he finds himself in prison. Um, I mean, it's not a good um, look if you're thinking that things are going to go well. Um, things did not go well. That Joseph lived faithfully and lived well in the places he was at. Potiphar put him in, front of, in charge of his house. He got to manage his house. He ends up in prison. He gets he gets put in prison. Um, and and they, they, they're like, yeah, Joseph is a really smart dude. and He's good at managing things. Let's put him in charge of the prison. And so he manages the prison. He's the second in command of as, as much as the prisoner can be um, in charge of the prison because God was faithful and he was, um, he was showing 
Joseph favor in that. And so Joseph got that had and, he, and Joseph was faithful. He was like, hey, I'm in prison, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to going to serve as best I can. And and so it's like, wow. But that's not what you would think if if the if the goal or if the end game here is that that you're going to be bowed down to prison administrator because you got thrown in prison is not something you're going to want to put on that resume and so here's what i think that at least the first thought i have as we think about what that means as followers of jesus if you have accepted jesus christ as lord and savior you're a child of god and you have a destiny you have an eternal destiny that you will realize one day But Jesus doesn't promise that everything from the moment that you accept him to the moment that you see him because you either he returns or you you pass on into eternal life um, after you die. He doesn't promise that everything's going to be good or easy or that you're going to like it or comfortable. but you do have a you do have an eternal destiny. You know where you're what what you are because you're a child of God. You know your end. You know the end. You know your end destination. You know the end state is that you're still you're a loved child of God regardless of the circumstances that you go through. That never changes. Like Joseph, we I, I don't want to give away the spoiler ending, but Joseph ends up second in command because God was going to use him to save um, uh, the the land, including his brothers, including his father, including the people that Jesus that that Jesus came eventually descends from the the Israelites that um, that the Jews. I mean, all of that is wrapped up into the story. And so, for Joseph in prison is exactly where God needs him to be. And and so, as followers of Christ, we we give up kind of the ideal understanding or at least the the idea that we know best as far as how our life should go and the plans that we make and so as followers we do the best we can to seek out God's will and and to to know and be in the right places that God wants us to be Um, but sometimes we we just miss I think we get it wrong because um, we see if when we we go and we we go to the places we think God's calling us to, um, we go do the things God has is opening doors on, and yet it does. It's if it's not a huge success, we go well. Maybe I did something wrong, or maybe I missed it. I mean, you know, Joseph is like, ah, why I'm in prison? Like, what what did what happened? How did how was this good? But but prison was exactly where. God wanted Joseph to be because that's where he met the the cupbearer and the cook and that's where he eventually found the way all the way to be able to t- to interpret Pharaoh's dream and and because of the things that he learned uh, while he was in prison while he was running at Potiphar's house and then and then prison because he was faithful he learned the things the skills he would need because one day Pharaoh was going to say to him Hey, you're in charge. Um, you you tell us what to do. And so the reason that Egypt had grain um, after the seven years of plenty and then into the seven years of drought was because of Joseph's management skills. So so learning how to to manage a household, learning how to manage a prison, um, were skills that Joseph needed to develop. Um, could he have learned them another way? I don't know. Probably. Um, 
you know, uh, but the circumstances and, and um, how he ended up then in front of Pharaoh um, went through the prison. Uh, and I think that we have to, to remember that. Um, like there's, there's so many different traditions and so many different understandings and so many different ways to think about God's will and what God's doing and, and try to figure, try to figure out what God, what's, what's working, uh, and how God is working and what we're supposed to do. Um, and, and sometimes, uh, it's, it's incomprehensible, um, because if you would talk to Joseph mid prison sentence, um, it, he probably, we don't know, we didn't, and I can't, I don't have like the, the interviews or the breakdown where somebody sits down and says, so Joseph, um, you had some pretty big dreams, but uh, buddy, you're in, you're in prison. How's, how is that going? Like, how are those, how are those dreams feeling now? And, and we don't, don't have that, but I think that, that if we were in the same situation, we, we would be a little skeptical that we were in the right place. Um, we might even like Job be like, Job, Job was to God. He was like, you made a mistake. Um, and, and the interesting thing to, to, to think about that, if you, if you read the book of Job, Job was righteous. And, and, and the reason that all those things happened to him were not, were not sin as his, as his friends thought. Were, they didn't sin against God. It was actually because he was so righteous. God was like, yeah, you can test him. And, and so the, the interesting thing about that then is that God never tells Job why. God comes down and he's he's like, hey Job, um, I hear you've been saying you wanna you wanna have a talk with me so you can explain to me how wrong I am and and then then he begins to just list uh, a glimpse of his power of his understanding of his knowledge of his how he sees the world, and Job says this. Job says I'm I'm gonna stop talking now. Um, Job, it it was never explained to Job why what happened to him. That was never God like God and God's writing this to us. He never the the point is not was it justified that the things happened to Job. Um, the, that's not the point. The point the point never is um, when you would go through things like is it fair? That's not the point. Um, there's there's a whole there's a whole chapter in Hebrews. Uh, about faith, um, and and our job is to not to try and figure out why things happen, why good things happen, why bad things happen, why um, the things that we thought were going to be great successes don't succeed, the things that somebody does and we think then we don't think they should succeed, they see great success, um, somebody gets a promotion, somebody gets fired, people are laid off, and we try to, to attach some kind of meaning to it, um, but most of the time, the, the only thing that we can do, because we're so limited in our knowledge and so limited in our understanding, is to just be faithful. And so there's this whole chapter in Hebrews where it talks about that. It, it gives us all of these stories of great faith from the Old Testament. It's like, and these guys, these ha they had this faith, and it was awesome. And then, then it talked about some New Testament things that were happening that that um, women were receiving back their children, and and people who were blind could see, and and the 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 sick were being healed, and it was it's like yeah, it's amazing stuff. And then it ends the chapter with these people, and it said, and then there were those who did not obtain the things they hoped for this side of heaven. They had the same amount of faith. They had the same amount of problems. They had the, the same opportunity to see God move. And yet he, he just didn't. He didn't move for them in the way 
that he moved for some others. And they had the same faith, maybe even more faith. It wasn't a lack of faith. It wasn't because they didn't say a prayer right. It's because God, in the, in the breadth of his wisdom and his understanding, it was not, he wasn't going to do that. And so their calling is the same as the people that got to see the miraculous things is to be faithful. It's to be faithful to wherever you are, whatever God's doing, be faithful. Seek his face. Pray that he would give you directions. But be faithful. Don't just wait. Don't just be like, ah, well, you know, I'll be, I will I read the Bible more or, or I will pray more or I'll be more like Jesus who Jesus wants me to be when, when I get some direction or when I hear from God or when, when I finally figure some things out. And, and, and the truth is, is that you just have to be faithful where you are. That's your calling. God's placed you there. Um, wherever you might be, be faithful. Um, and, and it might be prison. You, Joseph is in prison. He's, he's there um, unjustly. And yet, yet God's not super bothered by that. And I think that um, in, a, in, in our modern times, that, that just doesn't make sense to us because we see the idea of, of like being a Christian is like, oh, be a Christian. You'll be free of all the problems that you had. You'll be free. You have freedom from sin and you have freedom from addiction and, and you won't have sickness anymore and you won't in, and God's going to be with you and he's going to work everything out for you and it's going to be for your good. And we go, yeah. And we think about what does that mean? Well, the, for our good, it must mean that we're going to have lots of money and lots of health and be comfortable. And yet, that's not what it means. The good news is not that you're going to be comfortable the rest of your life if you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In fact, you're probably going to be uncomfortable more than you're comfortable, but we don't really like that because we like the idea of the comfort part and, and not the growth part. See, because because as we talked about in, in some previous episodes, but again, it's 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 how we grow is when we're uncomfortable. It's 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 in the places where we're unsure. It's in the places that hurt, um, that cause us to grow, and and so Jesus wants us to grow. He he wants us to be more like him every day. And and it's a journey. It's a challenge. It's a um, it's it's a decision to wake up every day and go. I'm gonna I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be, to do the things that are set in front of me to the best of my ability, to the 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 best of my strength, to to the in the best way that I can, so that I can honor Jesus by being faithful. And and it's not about what happens, like the results. Um, you know, we 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 celebrate so many things. Like we try to find so many tangible celebrations in the church life of the church because we want to be like, oh yeah, we've baptized these number of people and we built these kind of buildings and we've got this amount of budget. And yet, for most people, you just don't have that kind of tangible feedback. And God is just saying, just be faithful. That that's all you got to do. I put you where I want you. You, you, you're, you're there for a reason. Um, be faithful. Do the things that you're supposed to do. Uh, even if it's just live, live, live the, the, the greatest commandments out. Wherever you are, love God with all that you got. And the second commandment is this, right? Is love your neighbor as yourself. So, so whatever you're doing, wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, if you find yourself in prison, uh, like Joseph, 
you love God and you love people. It's 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 simple, really. Yet it's it's one of the hardest callings, um, because we want our names in light, right? We want the we want the praise, we want the the uh, the accolades, we want to be known, we want people to to sing our praises because it makes us feel good, and so we want like we're like oh let's go do something big, let's go like if we could just do something big, then people would finally believe. Um, if we if I want to be inv- involved in some kind of big miracle because then people would believe and they have to and yet i think really what people find more believable what people find more influential are are people who live different who truly live in such a way that it reflects who jesus christ is they they don't need grand miracles and gestures and those type of things they need people who live in such a way that it reflects who Jesus is. Joseph reflected back his commitment to God by what he did, and he was honoring God. And because he was honoring God with all of his work, with all of his energy, with all of his strength, then then he got put in charge of things. He got put into the situation that that eventually elevated him up beyond being stuck in prison to being the second in command of Pharaoh because he was faithful in honoring God every day, being being faithful to the position he was in, to loving God and to loving people. Jesus Jesus summed up the commandments of that, but but the truth is is you find that in the Old Testament that, that Jesus didn't just change the what the commandments were. It's actually it actually sums it up pretty good, and you can actually find it even in the reading through Leviticus. This idea that you are to love God with everything you have, and you're to love people. You're loved, and and particularly you're to love the stranger, the alien, the neighbor, the people in your life that that don't have as much. Those are the ones you're supposed to love. And so Jesus, when he comes, he, he sums it up maybe in a more succinct and easier way to remember. But he says, love God, love people. What are the greatest commandments? Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. What's the second? To love others as you love yourself. So wherever you find yourself, maybe you're working, you know, convenience store, a, a gas station. Maybe you're the janitor. Um, nothing wrong with any of those jobs. You know, you're not up on stage. You're not, you're not, uh, your social media is not doesn't have a million followers and, and you're not an influencer or whatever that might be. But you are, at this time, as you seek God and God places you in these, these situations, you are where you should be. And, and all you can do is be faithful. And, and we, can, we can talk about, you can think through, you can pray about, you can ask questions about, well, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is God leading me somewhere else? Because he might be like that. He might be directing your heart to go somewhere else. But, but, um, but regardless, until he moves and he opens those doors, uh, your job is just to be faithful where you are, uh, to be faithful, to, to love God and love people. Um, and, and that's enough. You know, um, as we read the the story of Joseph, I think is less impactful sometimes because we know the end. We know that, um, and we'll talk a little bit. I'll talk a lot more about this next week. But Joseph gets elevated out of the prison 
through this this in his his ability through God to interpret dreams, and he gets elevated until he ends up basically second command to Pharaoh. He's he's the second most powerful person in Egypt, and and everybody we we get to that end, and and there's some things that happen that are some reconciliation and becomes salvation for his family, and and we go yeah that's I'll sign up for that. I do want to be second in command of Egypt. Like I, that's the, that's the job I'll sign up for. Um, but, but rarely do we want to go through the, um, the training courses, the, 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 uh, the resume because Joseph doesn't get to be second command in Egypt without first being put in the pit, without second going to Potiphar's house, being sold into slavery, and then falsely accused in prison. Like, like you can't have just the, yeah, you, you can't just skip forward and be like, yeah, I just, just, the, just the last part, the, the second in command part with the wealth and the, the power and the, and the recognition. Joseph doesn't get that without being a slave, without being in prison. And, and those were not easy things. Those are not easy things. They were not easy things and they were hard things. And Joseph learned and God shaped his heart through the hard things he had to do. And so we often are like, ah, I want, I want the, that big end product, but we're not willing to accept the, the work it takes to get there. When David is anointed as the next king of, of, of the Jews, of, of Israel, um, he's, he's anointed and he does, and, and then he goes back to the fields. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't immediately go and take the crown. In fact, he, he goes back to the fields and then one day he shows up and there's this Goliath person. And so he kills Goliath, still not King, King Saul, still the King. Then the King Saul says, Hey David, you should come hang out with us. I really like you. Uh, and then Saul had this bipolar kind of, um, approach to life. And so he would love David. And then, and then he would have this dark mood that would, this dark spirit, it even says that would come over him. and he would try to kill David. He, he threw a spear at him. Um, eventually, um, he decided he was going to have to kill David, but, but Saul's son, Jonathan warned him and said, Hey, you got to run. And so David actually spent time on the run and had several opportunities to kill Saul, um, because of, uh, Saul being unaware or God allowing David to be these places. And David refused to do so, um, because he knew it was not right to kill God's anointed one. The, the God who the God had made Saul king, David was not going to be the one to kill him. Um, so David knew what his end goal was. He knew what God had said he would be. Um, but David had to be a shepherd. Uh, he was a, he was a, um, a courier because he was taking food. He was carrying food to uh, to his brothers uh, out in the the fields and when they were at war. Um, he was the kind of a servant in Saul's house. He played the harp for him. He sang for him. Um, he was, uh, he was promised, uh, uh, basically, um, one of Saul's daughters in marriage. And then some things happened and that didn't go through. And so then he was, he was an outlaw. He was outlawed. He was chased. He was pursued. The, the Israelites were going to kill him. The Saul was going to chase him down. And, and that was the resume for David to get to be king and even still like God was working on and that's the like the things that 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 David went through the the ways that he developed a heart that was after God's but even then David still messes up but but we don't but but very seldom do we want we we want the sanctification that comes like that end point that place where we can be 
um, the, the, the name and lights, the highly praised and highly respected. We want that without the work that it takes to get there and without the work that God does in our lives. And so when we go through hard or difficult things, um, we wonder why things are going wrong. Um, when instead of saying, God, I'm going to be faithful. I don't know what you're doing, but I do know that you're good. I do know that you are doing something and you're calling me to be faithful. And so, so that's the challenge. That's what, that's what I think Joseph just challenges us to, is to, to, to look at our lives and, and not rely on this idea of, well, if God has me in a place that I will be financially or healthy or, or I'll, be, I'll have great power and prestige. Instead, God says, wherever you might be, be faithful. Love God, love, love God, love people. Follow the commands. Love God. Love people. Wherever you might be, whether you're the CEO of a company or whether you're a janitor at the company, your job, love God. Love people. Be faithful. And God will take care of the rest. Maybe um, you're not at the place you want to be because God's God's got some work to do on your heart. And, and the places that, you, that, that he's going to do that work is the place you're in now so that you can be ready to be at the place in the future. Maybe he's preparing a place for you and it's just not time yet and so god says it's not time stay where you are for joseph it was prison hey joseph it's not time yet it's not time yet stay in prison you're the prison administrator hey joseph even tells the the cook and the cupbearer and they he goes remember me and and the and they immediately forget him <laughs> until pharaoh has this dream like like like, come on. Like, Joseph's like, remember me. I'm, I've, 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 I've interpreted your dream. Remember me. Say a good word about me. And they don't until, until nobody can interpret Pharaoh's dream. And so God says, it's not time yet. So wait. Be faithful. Love God. Love people. And so that's the challenge. Look around. Where is it that you can love God more? How is it you can love God more? What are some ways? And how can you love people more? How can you serve people? This week, come up with a concrete plan of how to love God more, how to increase your love of God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and how to how to love people. Something you can do, tangible. Um, maybe for, for loving God, maybe it's like, hey God, I'm gonna gonna read the Bible every day. I'm gonna pray every day. I'm gonna I'm I'm going to um, spend three hours, well, maybe not three hours a day, but maybe thirty minutes a day, just meditating on who you are and and, and your attributes. And and I want to be thankful. I mean, that's a key thing too. Like, God, I'm just gonna spend um, every day. I, every morning I wake up, I just want to spend like five minutes just in Thanksgiving to you. Help me find the things to be thankful for. Uh, and then what, what can you do for people around you? Like ask God to open your eyes, to see the opportunities you have to um, serve him and serve those around you. How can you be faithful? You may not be in the place you want to be. You may not be in the job you want to be. You may not be in the school you want to be. You may not be in the class you want to be. You may not be around the people you want to be. You may not be the person you want to be. But God says... Your, your, your vocation, what you need to do is love me and then love everybody else. And start there. And start there. And allow God to do the work that he needs to do in your life to prepare you for the next thing. 
and to have that patience and to have that thankfulness because God is at work. God is moving. It's such an amazing thing to think about that God, not everybody is going to be the star. Not everybody's going to be, have the names and lights praised by all the people, but God knows you and he has plans for you. And if you are his follower, if you've accepted Jesus as savior, then he has work for you that he has planned and wants you to accomplish. And so it's, it's in some ways it's simple. What are we to do? It's be faithful. Ask God to open our eyes to what he wants us to do every day. And, and even just God, hey, even just asking him, hey, God, what are you working on? Show me how, show me where I can be better. Show me what my heart needs to learn. Show me what my spirit, where I need to grow in my understanding of you. This week, what are you going to do? How are you going to love God and love people? Pray to God that he would open your eyes to the things that he wants you to do and that you would have the courage to step into those.